0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Friday, August 26th, 2022. This episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created Sometimes I get people asking about this too. I, these, you're only going to find the model predictions here. It's literally run on my computer. I've got. Uh, I, I am a real statistics professor. I don't know. I feel like it, every once in a while I have to like remind people about this. Like I do actually teach for a university. I, I have a PhD in statistics. Uh, I've built all this nonsense over the years, right? So uh, there's when I say the model, I maybe say my model. We have talked about naming it. So if you have some good names for the model, you know, drop this in the comments, right? For now, it's just. My model or the model, right? We haven't actually been creative with it, but I've I, I, I built all this nonsense, right? And these predictions that you're gonna find, only gonna find them here and allows me to make one of my line pick on every game that's played seven days a week. Are there are no Sunday shows. That doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same. My goal in this episode is share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure. You're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard earned money and as i go through my plays remember there are no locks in gambling so it will give you our loves likes and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers and as always please remember that good and bad variants will occur so as much as i'd like to see will be profitable each and every day that is an impossible reality for any gambler um yeah she was a weird one lost both the eight plays with five and oh on the b picks and it's like i talked about right you know the abc scaling it works really well for point spread sports which is where it came up with it i came up with it for uh, last year during cultural season actually uh or actually i, I say that I, I i have came up with it uh jake did as well for those you um you know familiar with him coming on once a week and uh and, and a lot during college basketball season and uh like i guess it works really well for those for money sports it's tougher because like i said it's tied to the units and i mentioned this yesterday hopefully you, you caught the explanation where I talked about hey um you know mets and phillies were big spreads but you know those were like maybe even a grade plays with regards to the to the edge that we had on them it's just you have to figure out how to scale your wagers you know and, and maybe you were you know taking all you know run lines or something like that and both those run lines would have hit as well so it's just you got to kind of figure out your confidence level and how you're doing that it's just it's, it's a lot different it's a lot more complicated with money line plays and, and just as like a, also a reminder right because there's a ton of comments yesterday and, and and i know a lot of y'all get this uh but if you don't you know i i am i'm a teacher i want to help people want to help people learn and as long as you're really interested in trying to learn this stuff with money lane sports, it's so much different than point spread sports because there you just kind of saying, like, most of the time you're minus one ton on each side, and you're just kind of saying, like, hey, do I think this is more likely than not to happen? And you just pick your side, and it's pretty straightforward. You know, totals are a lot of times like that. That's what we always talk about. Just be a little careful when you get to the minus 120s, 120, minus 125 stuff. It changes, you know, the calculus a little bit, but otherwise it's pretty straightforward. Money lane plays are just so different. and. Or what I was talking about, you, you can't just say who do you think is going to win because the price matters. And that's, and that's the grading system too. It's not the perfect way to do it, but I think it's the best way to do it. And the simple example I can give y'all is this right here that, if you have two teams that are both sixty percent likely to win, that translates to a money line of minus one hundred and fifty would be your break-even point. But if you have one team that's sixty percent likely to win that's minus one hundred and sixty, and one team that's sixty percent likely to win at minus one hundred and forty, even though you have the same confidence level and both of them winning, the price really batters, and you should probably pass on the one minus one hundred and sixty, and you probably should invest on that minus 140 at a decent amount, that'd be a solid edge there. At 60% minus 140 be a good play, right? Or maybe go in the other direction. What if you had, let's let's take it to the t- extreme, the other direction. You had a team that you thought was 40% likely to win. You don't think they're actually going to win, but what if we got like plus 400? Like you should be investing in that because that's a great play to make. And so it's not quite as simple as just picking winners and losers. It's not quite as simple as just, you know, we should probably be on most teams and fading most teams, you know, not we shouldn't always do one or the other now that's that's kind of the opposite's happened with the mariners and the guardians right but that's mostly worked for us but for the most part right you should try to be on some teams and off of them when the value presents itself you should try to take some favorites and some dogs you try to want a relatively balanced portfolio except for in those situations where it really makes sense not to but for the most part try to do a little bit of everything here because there's no straight you know just taking one or the others going to make you a lot of money. And so anyway, I'll, I'll stop rambling here. But the, the point being, though, the grading system, it's, it's tougher with Moneyline Sports, but I try to do the best I can with this A, B, and C. It didn't work yesterday. I thought there was good value on the Angels. That didn't work out at all. I thought there was good value on the Cubs. Other people agreed that got bet down to where the Cubs were favored. That doesn't mean anything that other people agreed. It's just other people were seeing the same thing I was, that plus odds and the Cubs made a lot of sense at home. And they got their tails whooped. You know, that happens. And that's why, again, I always say it's a you got a lot of games in baseball. I think that works to our advantage to make a lot of plays, not not necessarily every game. There's some games that you should pass on. I'm making a pick on every game because I'm trying to tell you where my thoughts are, but you can pass on a few games. But I do think playing more games than not can help us. There's a lot of games, and that can work to our advantage. And if you look at some of those B plays yesterday, um, you probably still overall came away with a winning day like our official picks did uh, again like I mentioned those speed plays have been doing really well for the last month or so they started off really poor but they've been doing much better lately and got a few more that I like today uh, but before we get to that some reminders please at, hit that like button if you're on YouTube also if you're yet, please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball MLB or college football content that this channel provides a reminder that episode two for week zero it's a little bit delayed won't be out this morning will be out sometime later this afternoon I hope we'll get just some more college football content before the weekend starts. Share with a fan. If you know others in the game, hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment from YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. As a reminder, we've also partnered with Horse Racing Today. For those of you who like to bet on horse racing, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. If you've got a team of five with over 125 years, of fine find experience in handicapping horse races. There an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or the website. The links are in the description. So no afternoon games today. We're going to start off with the only game that still doesn't have a spread out for us, Dodgers and Marlins. Marlins have not announced their pitcher. It seems like it'll be a bullpen game. There was some speculation, potentially, that Trevor Rogers would be back for this one. He made a rehab start last night. Pretty solid there uh, for the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, which is a fantastic minor league team name. Uh, but it looks like a bullpen game for the Marlins. Last time the Marlins tried a bullpen game against the Dodgers, it did not go well. And my handicap would be probably the same. Uh Marlon's got a couple of good pitchers, you know, got a lot of good pitchers, a lot of good starting pitchers here. Um, and the Dodgers have been in a stretch where I've been mostly fading them here. Um, they face some really tough pitching and the prices on them are if they're playing me- mediocre pitching. But I mean, you look at the stretch, you go back to that Sunday where we got the A grade winner at big plus odds with Brady Singer and the Royals. Starting off with Singer, and then you had the Brewers, and then you had the Marlins, and again, one of those was a bullpen game, but the other two had tough pitchers, and then back to the Brewers again, now back to the Marlins again, looks like one bullpen game, but two more tough pitchers. It's a pretty rough stretch for the Dodgers, facing some really good pitchers, and they're looking more like a, a human team, uh, but that's not to take anything away, because the stretch they've had, that they've still been you know a, a game or two over five hundred. You know, in this stretch, again, I'm, I'm throwing out the bullpen game because that was just a disaster from the start, right? In fact, they've been a couple games over 500 in that stretch against those pitchers. It's really impressive. I mean, this Dodgers team is really good. I'm not breaking any news I'm telling you that. Um, when they get back to facing mediocre and bad pitching, I mean, whew, that's, that, that's scary, you know, how many runs they can put up. Uh, I think they'll score a lot tonight here on a bullpen game with the Marlins, just like last time. I, the Marlins bullpen is not good enough to give you, they're going to have to have nine innings in this game. And I just don't see how they can pull that off. Uh, Dodgers should score some some runs here. Tyler Anderson, a pretty solid pitcher here. Uh, 273 ERA on the season. Advanced metrics have it about a full run higher than that. But he's, he's uh, still a solid pitcher above average. Uh, one caveat here, the Marlins do project to hit lefties better than righties as they are pretty right-handed heavy. And so uh, in the long run, that's going to play out. Right-handed hitters tend to hit left-handed hitters better. Nine times out of 10, just blindly following that rule of thumb is going to be your most accurate prediction. That's how I I treat it. Um, I still think the Dodgers should be massive favorites here, even on the road. Model says Dodgers minus 229 uh, gives them uh, almost a 70% chance of winning this game. All about the price. Um, Dodgers in the low 200s, I'd love to be all over the Dodgers at low 200s. If that price gets up, is, you know, upper 200s towards three hundred. You, you got to look at the Marlins, so really just all about the price here. Um, again, model says two twenty nine at two thirty or better. I play the Dodgers for sure, uh, with how good this team is in a, in a bullpen game. Maybe even up towards minus two forty. Once you get to minus two fifty, it starts to become just either Marlins or pass. And like I said, with the, I don't think it's going to go up well for the Marlins, so I'd probably fake more pass unless the odds uh, just got too high, and then you start going back to. Baseball's weird, you know, the Pirates sweeping the Dodgers, you know, no one ever saw that coming, and the A's in that series sweeping the Ashes and give you a list after example after example, and that's taking however many games in that, you know, seven games they played against the Padres, you know, winning out whatever it was three games when they no one thought they'd win a single one. So baseball's weird at some point if the odds get high enough you want to be on the Marlins, but I just don't see it going very well for them. So I'm hoping this number's in the low two hundreds, we can be on the Dodgers. We'll see what happens later. Again, models is two twenty nine for that. Models is total of seven point eight as well, so I'm expecting a total of 7.5 or 8 probably for that one. 7.05 first pitch, Reds at the Nationals, low 80s to start, upper 70s to close. A chance of rain, probably not going to affect things too much there in Washington, but there is some rain potentially in the area. Slight breeze out the entire night, but it should stay at 5 miles an hour or under. Model says total of 8.3, actual total is 8.5, so a stay away from me there. Mike Miner versus Cade Cavalli. Miner got us a win last time out. Uh, 644 ERA. I don't know the metrics do say it should be a little bit better than that, but he's very, very bad. Rating continues to drop. He's having a rough year. Um, a guy that for the most part you, you, you've you wanted to fade. Cade Cavalli, prospect for the Nationals, one of the one of the game's top pitching prospects. I'm not sure he's ready just quite yet. I don't see a problem with the Nationals giving him a chance. Um, but I, the projection, the translation from the minor league numbers at this point, um, there's just not enough for me to be confident that he's going to do much tonight. That doesn't mean he won't. You never really know. We talk about, you know, a couple of days ago, right? The Angels, Mike Myers throwing whatever it was, five plus innings of shutout ball against the Rays. It's like, again, weird things happen in baseball, right? So I mean, Kovalik has the stuff and the potential absolutely to go out there and dominate a very subpar Reds offense, but. I'm just not sure it's quite there yet. We'll see. There's a huge variability, obviously, on prospects. There's a huge variability on him right now. He doesn't quite pull into the database for starting pitchers yet, so the model's just treating this as a bullpen game and says That's our best predictor It's just to treat it that way. If he makes a really good start, that'll probably change, and then he'll probably register as a starting pitcher, be able to go deep enough or whatever. But right now, it's the model's just kind of like – might go three innings is kind of its main projection, and so when a when a starting pitcher projects to go something like that, the model just says we have to treat this as a bullpen game because we just don't know what we're going to get. And that's that's kind of how how you feel a lot of times about prospects unless they just have like the right pedigree, the right amount of data from Double A and Triple A. It's it's just hard to project going forward. So I mean, a lot of potential for Cavalli. I'm just not sure I'm ready to buy it. I'm not. Bottom line for me on this one is you just don't know what you're going to get from the kid and. If you had plus odds, that's not a bad thing, but minus 133, this Nationals team is is not good, and, not, and the Reds aren't either. Both these teams are awful at, at baseball, but um, I don't want to lay big odds when I have no idea what I'm getting from the pitcher. Mike Miner looked competent last time out, and he can maybe be competent against a bad Nats offense. Um, he's not a guy that I think stands a chance against an offense like the Dodgers or, or Phillies or you know who Blue Jays, whoever, but Against the Nets, he might have some success. At plus 123, that's the side I'd rather be on. Model says 123 is the price it should be. So I, I, I'm only looking Nationals unless it gets to minus 120 or better. Otherwise, I think stay away from the prospect hype. Um, maybe just stay away from the game completely. It's just going to be bad baseball. So, I mean, if you just want to avoid it, I don't think that's crazy. But Model says plus 123 is the right price. I'll take a flyer on the Reds at plus 123 with just a lean. Um, again, I don't want to back Mike Miner too heavy, but plus odds in a game with two bad baseball teams seems like the right play in my mind. Uh, for that one there in Washington. 7 to 5 Eastern, Shark Time Pirates at the Phillies. Mid-80s to start, around 80 degrees to close. Also some rain in the area, something to keep an eye on there. Probably not going to affect things too much, but it is on the table. Winds will be blowing out around 5 miles an hour for the entirety of this game. Bryce Wilson versus Bailey Fultz two bad starting pitchers here. Uh, Wilson 5'74 ERA. metrics say it's not quite that bad. Bailey Fultz four forty ERA. ERA. metrics say it should be a lot worse. Both of these guys, not good. Uh, Phillies relievers, at least decent. Pirates relievers among the worst in baseball. And, of course, Phillies offense much better than Pirates offense. Bryce Harper's back. That's projecting the model. It doesn't really help the Phillies that much against lefties, because against lefties, they were already strong. And adding in Harper, who is a lefty, makes them a little bit better. I'd rather still have Harper against a lefty in the lineup, but it doesn't really add a ton. But against righties, it takes their offense from good to very good, for sure. Obviously, he's a big piece their phillies should be massive favorites in this one of course they are uh model says though 228 should be the right price so 265 is too high we backed the phillies with a giant number last night um again it just goes back to values value right this is where again if you actually want to learn think through how value is value right if if i give you a 90% winner and you only have to lay minus 700, that's still a valuable play. Now that doesn't mean you want to put your whole bankroll on it, right? But it just, it's still a valuable play because you're, you think about if you were to do it a hundred times, you're going to win 90 of them and lose 10 of them and just do the bath. And you'll see that's a profitable play, right? So a big number can offer value and a big underdog can offer value, right? There's no such thing as only value comes from the underdog. I don't know where that mindset came from. And there's, and there's also, no reason to say you should never take dogs, right? It's like, I don't know how either, how people get to either side of that pendulum. I'll get off that soapbox there. Uh, it's like I said, we took the Phillies in a massive number last night. It worked out for us. Uh, tonight, I, thought I just think the number's too big. So I, I just don't want to lay 265 with the Phillies in this situation, not with Bailey Falter, who's not a good pitcher at all. And again, not that the Pirates offer a lot, but um, at plus 237, I think the Pirates offer a little bit of value. It's Pirates or pass. It's just a lean that I don't want to be too invested in the Pirates. So maybe you, you drop a half, you know, the Pirates... Maybe you just kind of walk away from this one there. If you want to play some favorites, there are other favorites that I like better than this one tonight. I just don't think the Phillies are a wise investment if you're adding them to a parlay again, like I'm always talking about. You're adding more risk than you're adding reward. The payout is not large enough to justify an investment on this one, in my opinion. Model does like going over though, says nine point eight on the runs, and the actual total is nine. I tend to agree. Me a warm night there in Philadelphia against slight breeze blowing out two bad starting pitchers and one bad set of relievers. I mean, the only competent pitchers in this game are going to be the Phillies relievers. I think a lot of runs here make sense. Nine is a gift. I think this total should be nine and a half. So I think over nine here is a strong way to look there in Philadelphia. And unless you unless you just want to play some dogs, probably your your only smart investment in my opinion. 7 7 Eastern Shark Time Angels at the Blue Jays. Reed Detmers versus Mitch White, both these guys have ERAs around 365, both of them have underlying metrics that say it should be a little bit worse than that. Uh, Model projects Detmers as a better pitcher than Mitch White, Um, the model's been kind of down on on White for sure, Uh, you know, thinks kind of some of his results are a little bit of a mirage. Uh, Bottom line, both these guys are pretty average, it's probably rounding error, I mean, both these guys are, they're decent pitchers, Um, they're not bad, but nothing great, of course. Uh, Blue Jays relievers are are respectable. Angels relievers, not. Um, Angels offense at this point, league average. Blue Jays offense pretty good. And as we always talk about, finally, for the first time in seemingly forever, the Blue Jays face a lefty, and that gives them a massive bump offensively. Uh, Model says Blue Jays minus 159 in this one. Really all they've got is the offense. I mean, their relievers, again, are better than the Angels relievers, but it's not by enough to really make things matter. The starters are a wash. I mean, the pitching maybe a tie tiny edge to the blue jays but it's really small uh, so you start off with that 53 uh, percent home field advantage for the blue jays and the model says the offense for the blue jays facing a lefty is deadly and jumps that 53 percent win probability all the way up to 61 and a half i mean that's a pretty big jump it's just too high of a price for me on the blue jays this angels are past at this point i'll take a fly on a plus 161 again model says 159 but right now price like minus 175 on the blue jays just is too extreme. Again, they're more likely to win than not, but the Angels might win this game and uh, laying price close closer to two hundred is just too much for me on the Blue Jays. Now, if this price drops, like what I was talking about, it's all you know. It's it's about the teams and the price both. You can't just look at one or the other. Um, you know, if, if you were getting around minus one sixty on the Blue Jays, I think it's a perfectly reasonable investment. Uh, again, they dominate against left-handed pitching. It's the first one they've seen in quite a while. It seems like um, models taking that into account. So no need to comment and say, hey, are you sure about this, right? The Blue Jays kill lefties. I'm well aware that the models is well aware of that. Uh, If I had told the model that Detmers was a righty, I would love the Angels at this price. Uh, But Red 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 Depmers being a lefty is one of those more, might be a little value, might be worth thinking about, especially if the odds get higher. But it's not the the most valuable underdog to be on tonight. Uh, Angels got a shot, but uh, Blue Jays should still be home favorites. And they are. Uh, model says 9.6 for the runs. Actual total is 8.5. Model said a lot of uh, unders here lately. The model's starting to really drop down the last several days on the prices, but this one still says over again. Um Blue Jays should score a lot of runs today. The question is just how many runs can the Angels score? But I mean the the Blue Jays should get plenty themselves. Maybe you look Blue Jays team total over. I just I see them scoring some runs. I think the Angels recipe for success here is to uh they're gonna have to score some runs. There's just I mean, the Angels' recipe for success is don't allow the Blue Jays to score runs. That's every team's recipe for success, right? Let's get that out of the way. But the bottom line is they're not going to be able to hold the Blue Jays down to one or two runs. That, that seems really unlikely and not impossible. Again, anything can happen in sports, but it seems really unlikely for that to happen. So, I mean, the Angels are going to have to score some runs to win this ball game. Um, so, again, I think 8.5 is a little bit low. I think 9 to make a lot more sense. The model says 9.6. 17 to short time. Rockies at the Mets. So you got the big big minus odds with the mets last night but again i thought i thought it made some sense or were the, there's way too many ways the mets could win that game uh last night and i want the mets again here it's it's an a grade edge just like i talked about last night here with some of these bigger favorites this is an a grade edge absolutely it's all about the units here and trying to figure out how to manage your bankroll properly um so that's the value be coming on be able to talk about all these things uh rather than just posting the sheet right so hopefully um uh, hopefully, you're taking into account that. I think the Mets are absolutely worth an investment here. I just don't want to wager nine units to win three. That's just yeah. crazy talk, right? So uh, I think the Mets are a really wise investment here. It's a B-grade play. B-grade play at this number should tell you something because usually if it's this high, I'm just going to give it a C-grade play because it's already risking a lot. But I think the Mets are worth a look tonight. Again, whether it's this, whether it's run line, whether, you know, again, if you do a parlay and you want to throw it in one, I think that makes sense. Um, the Mets should absolutely win this game and i think the number should be higher now again like i talked about yesterday we're at the tails of the distribution here and none of us have a ton of data none of us really know when you get out here it's really hard to figure out exactly where the number should go but the model's built to kind of lean a little bit more dog heavy because everyone loves favorites and so usually favorites are a little bit overpriced the model's kind of built to say okay favorites are usually a little bit overpriced We want to lean a little bit more towards the dogs but the model here just says that the number should be higher that nobody really knows how to handle this but it thinks that that They're not handling it right, and that the Mets are more likely to win this game. Model says Mets should be minus 378. It's almost an 80% one probability. 80% one probability at minus 305 is a smart play, even though it's massive minus odds. Be careful, because we could get burned. That's the big caveat with these big favorites. You have to be careful, because if it loses, you're going to lose a ton. So just figure out how to manage your bankroll property. But I think one way or the other, the Mets are worth a look here. Get models is minus three seventy eight, so I'm going to be picking the Mets at minus three oh five. Weather wise, it'll be mid eighties to start; it'll be around eighty degrees to close. Winds blowing out at five to ten miles an hour. Uh, models says the totals is priced pretty right though. Models says seven point seven; the actual total is eight. It's kind of like I talked about before. I think the Mets are going to score. I don't think the Rockies are. Makes it tough to play a total. Um, if you want to play Rocky's team total under, you could. If you want to go Mets team total over, you could. The issue is you're going to pay the premium for it, just like you're paying the premium for the Mets. So it's kind of like, I don't know, six of one, half a dozen of the other would pick your poison. Uh, you're paying a premium for the Mets. I so just think it's okay because I think it's worth it because I think they're more likely to win than the odds indicate. Uh, Chris Bassett, a much better pitcher than Chad Kuhl. Uh, Bassett's one standard deviation better than league average. Kuhl, one standard deviation below league average. It's a pretty wide discrepancy here. Uh, both these guys are pretty much what their ERAs indicate. Uh, one's got an ERA in the ERA th- in the low threes, one's in the low fives, and the underlying metrics pretty much support that. So, pretty massive discrepancy here with the starting pitchers, big discrepancy with the bullpens, big discrepancy with the offenses. Again, if the Rockies are going to do anything on the road, it's probably going to be against a lefty, not against a righty. As against righties, they are just not that good. Um, it's Mets one way or the other in this game, in my opinion. Even though the odds are really big, I think it's still worth a play. As long as your number still starts with a 3, if it accidentally gets up to minus 400, that's where it's too much and a bridge too far for me personally. Last game at this time slot here, 7 Eastern. First pitch, Rays at the Red Sox in Boston. This is the one that might have some rain uh, really affecting this one, so keep an eye on that one. Some sort of delay is very possible, and this one will be mid-70s to start, around 70 degrees if it closes on time, it'll drop into the upper 60s if there's any delays. Winds be blowing out 5 to 10 miles an hour. Bullpen game for the Rays. They're starting JT Chargro- Chargos. Uh, Rays relievers, decent. Uh, interesting that the Rays, the Rays have been the one team that I swear, like, offense and relievers just kind of, and the model, keep, keep just bouncing on one side of the other of average. It's just like sometimes below, sometimes above. It's just kind of like they just ping pong around there. Decent relievers. Here and they tend to do okay with bullpen games better than most teams in the league, but I mean Michael Walker has been fantastic here. Two twenty eight ERA. The underlying metrics say tap the brakes a little bit. He's probably not that good. Underlying metrics have him about a full run and a half higher. Still at this point, probably an above average pitcher though, maybe just by barely. But I mean he's looked solid this season. Uh, been a, been a rare bright spot for the Red Sox amidst all of their pitching injuries. Um, I'll take Waka here with the Red Sox over the bullpen game setup for the race. I think that's edge Red Sox. Offensively, it's a wash. Boston's at home. All that put together. Model says Red Sox minus 142. So at 115, it's an A-grade play for me. I'm all over the Red Sox. Um, they hung in there last night against Kevin Gaussman. That was a pretty good showing for them. Weren't able to pull it off the night before we had them at big plus odds. Uh, also lost an extra. So, I mean, if, if the Reds keep hanging in there like that, they're going to win some games. I think at minus 115, there's a lot of value. I think they should be bigger favorites than this. Again, the model says it should be totaled at 9.5. The actual total is 9, so the model would also indicate over here. The question mark I have on this over is if the delay happens earlier in this game and we miss out, the, the wind's going to be blowing out heavier to start with. If there's rain that makes this start an hour, hour and a half late, Instead of starting in the mid-70s with a closer to 10-mile-an-hour wind blowing out, we're starting in the low 70s with a 5-mile-an-hour wind blowing out. Instead of finishing under those conditions, now we're finishing in the upper 60s when really dying down. Um, so if there's any weather delay on this one, that's going to make, I think 9 would be a much more reasonable total. So um, if there's no weather delay, I think overnight might make a little bit more sense. But as is, it's just a lot of variability tough to peg, given the weather potentially having an effect on this one. <clears throat> 8.05 Eastern start time. Tigers at the Rangers. Tyler Alexander versus Glenn Otto. Keynote in this one, Tyler Alexander, left-handed pitching. Rangers offense right now projects to do much worse against lefties um, and turn into a below-average offense. They are fairly left-handed and switch-hitter heavy. And so that's a little bit of a ding to the Rangers offense. So take note of that. Uh Neither one of these pitchers, though, is very good between Alexander and Otto. Both of them have ERAs in the four. Both of them have underlying metrics higher than that. Alexander's a guy who doesn't project to give you as much length. That's his big ding. Otherwise, his underlying metrics are uh, a full three-quarters run better than Otto's. At least Otto's going to give you some length. But, I mean, the underlying metrics have his ERA in the low five. So, I mean, two question marks here with starting pitching. Otto, not good whatsoever. Alexander, also not great and not going to give you a lot of length. Tigers relievers, though, better than the Rangers relievers. Offensively against the righty, the Tigers offense is definitely still worse than the Rangers offense against the lefty, but the gap is not very big. This line doesn't make a lot of sense. Model says Rangers minus 127, and I tend to agree that still gives the Rangers a 56% chance of winning this game. Again, we start off at 53% for home field. 56% would indicate that, you know, again, the starting pitchers are are not good in a wash the tigers relievers are better the rangers offense better still goes from 53 to 56 i think that makes a lot of sense like i i really i really think that the model's number of rangers minus 127 is fairly accurate so it's definitely Tigers or past. I think the Tigers are absolutely worth a look here. I know the B-grade underdogs haven't done as well, but the B-grade underdogs that have failed us mostly have been in the, like, plus 160s, plus 170s. Plus 143, I think the Tigers are worth a look. It's a B-plus grade. It's close to A-grade territory here. And if it gets up to plus 150, it would be. So I think the Tigers absolutely worth a look at plus 143. It's a B-grade play for me. Again, model says 127. Pretty large differential here. Rangers should be favored, but they should be small favorites. Plus 143 offers tremendous value for us. B-grade play for me on the Tigers. The game has a total of eight. Model says exactly eight, so passing on that total. 8-10 Eastern start time. Cubs at the Brewers. Justin Steele versus Freddy Peralta. Two pitchers that get identical ratings according to the model. Again, a guy in Steele we've talked about before. I like him a lot. Uh, 325 ERA, underlying metrics have him right there. Peralta's ERA is up in the low fours, but the underlying metrics match his with Steele. Um, a little bit of bad bounces there, but I mean, both these guys are good pitchers. And a complete wash, uh, offensively, the Cubs' offense is fairly average, but it gets righties, gets a ding, and drops below average. The Brewers' offense, I guess, barely better than average, but definitely highly variable, which we have talked about. Biggest difference here is that the Brewers have competent relievers, and the Cubs have traded all of theirs away. So um, good starting pitching, but once we get to the bullpen, it's definitely advantage Brewers. Um, this is a situation where it's kind of crazy to say, but even as favorites, if the Brewers just want to hang around and keep this game close, they're going to have the advantage as the game winds down at home. Uh, minus one forty nine, I think, is a smart investment on the Brewers. It's a B grade play for me. It's a reluctant B grade. It's a B minus grade. We talked about the Brewers as favorites are a little bit scary because that offense is so hit or miss. I much prefer playing the Brewers as underdogs because if their offense shows up, hallelujah! And if it doesn't, that's what happens with underdogs. We don't expect to win all of them. We don't have to win all of them. As favorites, it's a little more imperative if their offense shows up, and you just never know if they are or not. And Justin Seals a good pitcher, <clears throat> so like I said, it's a reluctant b minus big but i am trusting the model the model has liked the cubs a lot as of like talked about this yesterday so it's given the fact that the models like the cubs a lot the fact that the model says to go brewers i think it's trying to tell us something so again it's a b grade pick i'm going to trust the model here like i said even though it's reluctant for me personally i'm going to trust that there's something here that the brewers will decide to be on and that this price offers us some value at minus 149 b grade play for me there Model says 7.7, actual total is 7.5. This is assuming the roof is closed. It's going to close a little bit chillier in Milwaukee. If they open the roof up, the projected total would actually drop right to 7.5. So we get a little bit of a cooler night there. I don't know if they're going to open the roof or not. Um, but, but again, that projected total of 7.7, so with the roof closed, opening the roof with a cooler night actually would drop it to that exact number of 7.5. Two good starting pictures that makes sense why the total isn't that high there. 8 start time, Orioles at the Astros. Kyle Bradish versus Lance McCullers. Bradish 625 ERA in the season. Underlying metrics say it should be in the mid 4s Definitely, though, a below-average pitcher. McCullers, 245 ERA in his two outings this year. Of note, though, the underlying metrics, and it's only 11 innings, but the underlying metrics say his ERA should be more in the low 4s I'm a little concerned about McCullers. He's the type of pitcher, and as an Astros fan, I can tell you all about Trump. He's the type of pitcher that when he gets rolling, he is dominant. And when he isn't, it's very questionable. And he's only gone 11 innings in his two starts. Um, that first start, he looked good against the A's, did benefit from a lot of double play balls. That's kind of what we talked about when we backed to that game was you're facing the A's. Like, that's going to help you out. You're going to get some advantage like that. Um this Orioles offense, though, is is average, and I'm just not sold on McCullers. Um, it's Orioles are pass on this one. Uh, we to the is a as big favorites, the last couple of nights. Back uh, backed the Astros a lot this year. I like backing him, obviously, since I'm a fan of the team, but I just don't think it's a smart investment, right? My, my, my allegiance is to our wall. It's not to my fandom. Um, Models is 190. So prices right now starting with the two, it's just too high for, for the Astros. Now, again, if you could drop down and you could play the Astros at 190 again, it's a different story. But right now, numbers start with the two. It's just too much of an investment in the Astros. It's Orioles are past, Too much variability around McCullers. And just not knowing what you're going to get, not knowing if he's going to go deep. Um, Astros bullpen takes a little bit of a dig now with Presley officially on the IL. Um, the reliever they called up, obviously, you know, not bad. He, he was a probably should have been up with them the whole time and, and was more in the middle of the pack, in my opinion. With their relievers the issue with the astros is abreu actually projects to be one of their better relievers and they're using him like he's a garbage man so um you know i'm not i'm not a huge dusty baker fan great guy probably great for clubhouse morale but x's and o's wise you know not very strong and so this astros bullpen grades out slightly above average but the way that dusty's using these guys i think is actually makes them look a little bit worse so like i said when, when you talk about relievers it's probably advantage orioles uh, we talk about offense, you know, obviously the Astros have an advantage, and the Astros have an advantage for McCullers, but given McCullers' uncertainty, that could evaporate quickly, and there's just it's just the price is just too high on the Astros at minus 200 for me. So I'll take a fly on the Orioles at plus 198. It's just a C-grade pick, though. it's not a lot of value because the model says 190, so so really, there's no value, right? The um, model says, really, you're looking for a price closer to plus 200 on the Orioles. So if that happens, now you're starting to get a little more excited about uh the Orioles may be being a little frisky tonight but as it is plus 188 I'd rather be on the Orioles and I just don't want to lay that big of a price with McCullers being a giant question mark with regards to how well he's going to be able to pitch tonight total on this one 8.5 model says 8.2 it's it's not drastically different than what we talked about last night with the Orioles White Sox with Lance Lynn being the big question mark um if you're on the orioles i again think you should be on the under because the question mark is mccullers and if mccullers gets lit up you got a great shot to hit plus odds and you're probably going to lose the total play but you're probably going to hit a plus 188 or so winner um if mccullers is on you're probably more likely going to lose the orioles play but if mccullers is on under eight and a half probably a pretty solid play so it's, it's a lot like last night for this uh, Orioles' situation, the difference is, of course, uh, last night they were home playing a weaker team in the White Sox and throwing a better pitcher at Jordan Lyles, who's average, versus Braddish, who's below average. So uh, a similar setup, except for the fact that the the odds are a lot different, but the same sort of thing where I think uh, under might be a smart play to pair with the Orioles here. Uh, last night he got both of them. Last night got that under um, and the Orioles. So uh, maybe same thing happens tonight. Uh, if not, like I said, you don't have to win all these underdogs to be profitable. You're just got to win a handful of them at plus one eighty eight. Um, if we If the Orioles do win – 35-ish percent of the time. It's not a bad investment, especially if you can get a number closer to plus 200 on Baltimore. 18 to short time. Padres at the Royals. Uh, kind of a similar setup to the previous game. Padres should be big favorites. The question is just by how much. Uh, mid-80s to start in this one, low-80s to close. What's been blowing in at about five miles an hour for the entirety of this game? It's why the total is only eight. Models says 8.2, so a pass there on the total. Joe Musgrove versus Chris Bubich. Uh, Massive starting pitcher edge for the Padres, of course. Musgrove's ERA 291. Underlying metrics have it in the low threes. Again, not, hasn't looked as good in general over the last two months or so versus the first two months of the season. Still a very good pitcher, though. I mean, Joe Musgrove's not looking as good is still better than like, Average. It's just he was incredible the first two months. Uh, Boobich, though, 529 ERA. Underlying metrics have him in the mid fours. Not a good pitcher. So, I mean, edge to the Padres everywhere you look up and down the lineups here with the relievers, with the offense. Everywhere, uh, model says Padres minus one seventy seven. Uh, so I think the Padres at minus one eighty one. It's closer to that number than the Royals, but at this one, I think it's priced pretty well. And I don't love laying a big number like this on the Padres. If I get minus one seventy, it drop it down a full dime. I'm a little bit more excited about the Padres minus one eighty one. It's a C grade pick. It's the side I'd rather be on, but it's not what I'm jumping to run to the window on. Um, again, I think they should be favored. I think they win this one on the road. Uh, I just don't like playing this big number. So I'll take the Padres, but only a lean for me on that one. 18 Eastern Sharks, Dimebacks at the White Sox. It'll be around 70 degrees for the entirety of this game. Winds blowing across uh, for this one. Tommy Henry versus Johnny Cueto. Cueto just continues to look fantastic. 258 ERA. underline metrics do have it around four. So the underline metrics are a little bit concerned about him being able to keep this up. But as we kind of talk about some of these pitchers who have a little bit of smoke and mirrors around them, sometimes when you face bad offenses, you expect the smoke and mirrors to continue. And, of course, the Diamondbacks' offense below league average sets up for Cueto to have some success again tonight. Um, uh, Tommy Henry at 357 ERA, but the underlying metrics have it around five, so they're very concerned about him, projects to be below average. I mean, the White Sox have an edge here at the starting pitcher. They definitely have an edge on the bullpen. The Diamondbacks is not very good. Um, and offensively, the White Sox are a lot better and facing a lefty, so that gives the White Sox a huge advantage. There are two big offenses that we always talking about needing to face a lefty in the Blue Jays and the White Sox to give them more success, both facing lefties tonight. Um, And this one, I think the price is too low. Minus 173 offers value on the White Sox. I don't really understand this price uh Cueto continues to pitch well and even if he reverts back to what the underlying metrics say he's still a much better pitcher in my opinion than Tommy Henry who again the White Sox getting that boost for facing a lefty White Sox relievers better at home I'm comfortable laying a number here with the White Sox I don't want to lay minus 200 but minus 173 is pretty good value in my opinion and worthy of a B grade investment model says minus 184 so again as long as you're not looking into the really the upper minus 190s towards 200 I think the White Sox are a smart play here Tonight, how much value you can get determines exactly how much you should be invested, in my opinion. For me at 173, it's a B-grade play there. And again, the model thinks go under eight and a half. Model says 7.9. I don't know. It's another game, and there's a lot of these this weekend where it's like the White Sox should score again facing a lefty, that's their jam. Um, but it's not really a warm night and Cueto should be able to hold the dumb backs down and not score many. So, I mean, I don't know. Uh, model says under. It's not one I think I just have a good feel for. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I just focus on the White Sox on this one and then move forward to, to the other games, you know. 8-10 uh, start time, giant, 8, 10 Eastern start time uh, Giants at the Twins. Upper 70s in Minnesota to start, low 70s to close. Wind's blowing in at about 5 miles an hour for the entirety of this one. Model says total is 7.8. Actual total is 8, so pretty well priced. Two pitchers I like here, Alex Wood and Joe Ryan. Uh, Underlying metrics and actual ERA are flipped for these guys. Uh, Wood's ERA is 4.54, but the underlying metrics have it a full run better than that in the mid-threes. Joe Ryan's ERA, 3.86, but the underlying metrics have it closer to the mid-fours. So um, Joe Ryan's results have been better, but the model likes Wood better. And, of course, the interesting note here is that the Twins' offense against the lefty being a little bit more lefty and heavy right now, especially with Byron Buxton out, projects to be just average against left-handed pitching. And so because of that, I've got the Giants with an offensive edge tonight slightly, but still a better offense with the with regards to the lefty-righty split. Of course, the biggest question mark is the Giants' relievers, that's the big scary part. They've actually looked more competent as of late. And again, I really think that Alex Wood's a better pitcher than Joe Ryan. Anytime the underlying metrics flip like this, it always makes me wonder how hard we should go on it. But I think the Giants are worth an investment here. I, I wouldn't want to be on the Twins. I think there's a lot of people who are back in the Twins looking at this saying that Joe Ryan's the better pitcher. I just don't think he is. I think Alex Wood's the guy you'd rather be behind tonight. Plus At plus 120, I think it makes some sense. It's a B-grade pick for me. This is the number that I want for a B-grade pick. It's plus 120. Anything less than that would be more of a C-plus type pick, one where I'd rather be on the Giants, but it's not really an investment that I'm loving. Model says 117. Model says Twins should be home favorites, but basically says... That it's a coin toss if you put this game on a neutral field and i tend to agree with that sentiment that wood is definitely better than joe ryan in my opinion but the reliever advantage that the twins have over the giants basically knocks that out and according to the model it's actually such a big difference on the relievers so the twins actually getting an extra percentage point model says if this was at a neutral field it'd be more like 51 percent to the twins but again relatively coin toss type situation there again twins should be favored at home but i think the giants plus 120 makes some sense i'd rather be on alex wood than joe ryan and i'd rather have this giants offense facing a righty than i'd have the twins offense facing a lefty the other caveat to note again we talked about it yesterday the, or, Maybe yesterday, two days ago, I can't remember. Uh, The model's been pretty twins happy as of late. And so anytime now we're going against the twins, I think the edge is probably actually a little bit bigger than the model indicates. I think that's the same thing here. Model says 117. I think really, given the model's biases towards the twins, maybe it should be more like 115, 114, 113, something like that. Plus 120 offers a little bit of value here, and I think the Giants are worth a look here tonight in Minnesota. Last game at this slot, 815 Eastern. First pitch, Braves at the Cardinals. Mid-80s to start, mid-70s to close. Winds blowing in, but at five miles an hour or under. Spencer Strider and Jose Quintana. Two pitchers I've liked for the most part of this season. Strider, as a guy I've been touting all season, even when he was a reliever, was talking about this kid. And as a starter, like him even more. Again, biggest issue with him is pitch count and getting deep in games. But when he does, it is a thing of beauty. And as we've talked about a lot with him, when he doesn't go deep, the Braves bullpen is so deep and solid as well. It's probably not the end of the world. Uh, 295 year for him on the season. Underlying metrics say it should actually be in the low twos. I I love this kid. He is just fantastic, and he's two points away, according to the model, from being the second best pitcher, three points away maybe, from being the second best pitcher in the database. So, I mean, cannot say enough good things about Spencer Strider. That said, I think the Braves are massively overpriced here. Jose Quintana is actually a pretty good pitcher in his own right. Uh, 345 ERA, and that's where the underlying metrics have him. He's going to be able to give you some length. Uh, I'm more confident the length they'll give you over the length Strider will give you. That doesn't mean that Strider won't go deeper tonight. It's just that Quintana's a pretty consistent, he can go six or seven, and Strider might go eight, but he might also go four, right? And this Cardinals offense might be able to drive his pitch count up, and that will at least. Uh, more neutralize the edge of the Braves have here. Like I said, I, I just can't be, I cannot be any higher on Strider than him. If I'm, if I was any higher on Strider, I would tell you he's the second best pitcher in baseball, right? Like the model cannot be higher on him than it already is. That's the key point here is that the, the the Braves are just massively overpriced in my opinion on this one. Um is decent to good. Um surprisingly, you know, revival of his career. thought he was left for dead, but having a great season. Um, And again, a good pitcher. Um, And again, not that Strider isn't good. Again, I think he is fantastic. It's just, I can't be any higher on him because if I were to be higher on him, I'm telling you that he's better than Max Scherzer. And I just don't think we're there yet. Maybe one day, but I don't think we're there yet. Uh, Offensively, I think the Cardinals offense is actually a little bit better than the Braves offense right now. Um, Relievers, of course, the Braves' relievers are fantastic. I've got the Braves as road favorites here against the Cardinals, which says a lot this Cardinals seems pretty decent. I still think the Braves should be road favorites on the strength of Spencer Strider and that bullpen, but I think they should be small road favorites, more like minus 116 is what the model says, not minus 140. Again, Braves are massively overpriced. It's Cardinals are past plus 130. It's great value in the Cardinals. I think this is a coin toss-type game. I think the Cardinals got a shot to pull it off. Coin toss games didn't work out for us yesterday, but in the long run they have, and that's the bottom line, is anytime we get these around coin toss type games, these big plus odds, we want to be invested in them. It's going to work out more for us more nights than not. I love the price here on the Cardinals. I think it's really advantageous. So it was a great pick for me on them at plus 130. And I also really like the under in this one. Like I said, I love Strider. I really like Quintana. Uh, Cardinals relievers are average. Raves relievers are really good. Uh, I don't see there being a lot of runs in this game. The most uh, run-scoring opportune time is going to be early in the game, and really you just got to hold your breath for that first inning. The first inning, there's always more runs scored than in any other inning until you get to the relievers because of the fact that it's the only inning where you guarantee the best hitters for each team to come up. That's the one where you really got to hold your breath when it's the warmest part of the night, too. Um, but, I mean, I trust Strider and Quintana to, to hold them down early on and then the night gets cooler and the relievers can take over. Model's a 6.7, I think under 75 is a great play this total should for sure be seven not seven and a half uh so you got some value there if you can find that under seven and a half even under seven i still think i'd like and have that push protection there i think it's a low scoring game and st louis again plays very pitcher friendly when it's not a hundred degrees in that park it's not going to be that tonight two really good pitchers and like i said two bullpens that you can trust i think under six i mean under seven and a half makes a lot of sense along with backing the cardinals there at those big plus odds for Eastern short time, Yankees at the A's. Kind of a standard night in Oakland. Mid-60s to start, around 60 degrees to close. Winds blowing out, as always, dying down as the night goes along. Garrett Cole versus J.P. Sears. Uh, Sears, you got him back last time out against the Mariners, said that he's a good enough pitcher to win the game, and sure enough, he was. Uh, Model gives him a pretty average rating. 193 ERA on the season in his 37 innings. Underlying metrics say it's close to four, though. I mean, he's solid. He's a solid pitcher. And again, in a pitcher from the ballpark like that, he can absolutely hold hold this Yankees offense down. Um, he's still outmatched by Garrett Cole, though. Garrett Cole, obviously, a ton better. 341 year in the season. Underlying metrics have it right around three. Um, I, I like Sears. Again, I, I do. I think he's got some potential. Um, good little lefty, but I'd still much rather have Garrett Cole. Uh, obviously, I'd much rather have the Yankees offense uh again yankees relievers now tending i don't really trust either one of these sets of relievers Uh, both of them have some pieces but uh neither one of these relievers are 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 great um as good as cole is though uh, it shouldn't matter um again i like sears but i mean the yankees still should score off of them right so i mean the yankees should still win this game they still should be favorites the price is a little too high for me to really get behind that minus 220 i'll be on the yankees with a C group pick model says yankees minus 209 uh if i could get a price like minus 200 of the yankees that's a b-grade play and I'm, I'm excited to put a little bit more on it but at 220 it's like uh you know it, it, i think that uh, to me the bottom line is like and, and i i don't know if any of you are thinking this but in my head i'm hearing the question right as a, as a teacher right i i I get used to the I, I think through the questions that students are going to ask me right so i'm thinking through like where your head might be right now which is kind of like why am i concerned about 10 cents here 15 cents here and how does that determine me you know how i'm playing or whatever but that's like a one or two percent differential and these lines are not that bad i mean one or two percent kind of is the difference a lot of times between a profitable and an unprofitable season on something like this i mean you know or it's the difference between breaking even and showing a profit it's a different you know so it's like these dime and 15-cent type situations that I'm talking about, like they seem small, but they add up. That's the biggest thing they add up in the long run. So, you know, yeah, like is there really a huge difference between Yankees minus 220 and Yankees minus 200? On one game, I mean, not really. No, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it's not really that big of a difference, right? If you just bet like one game. If you're going to Vegas for the weekend and you're just bet a handful of games and you're going home and, you're, and and that's it, I wouldn't stress over it, right? Um but if we're talking about doing this night in and night out, trying to utilize the large sample of baseball for us to profit, which is what I think we can do, then those 10 cents, 15 cents, that stuff matters. So I'm, I'm okay playing the Yankees at minus 220, but it's not what I really like. It's just a little bit too high. Minus 200, minus 205. I'm getting a little more excited about that there, but minus 220, it's just a lean. Decided rather beyond because Cole still a fantastic pitcher and should have a lot of success in that pitcher from the ballpark. But it's just, it's not one that. Offers a lot of value at that price. Um, model says go under seven. Models total should be 6.5. I have I see a high, the A's having a hard time scoring. The big question you have to ask yourself there is, can J.P. Sears hold the Yankees to only three runs or so? And if that's the case, I think under has a good shot. That's what the model tends to think. The model tends to think the Yankees should win this game, but it stays relatively low scoring. Obviously, the Yankees scored a floppy billion runs last night. Um I talked about it for a while on the Yankees offense. They'll, they'll be okay. They'll figure it out. Um, I, I still think their offense is really good. Just a really pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, and again, a competent pitcher for the A's here tonight. I, I tend to agree that under seven makes a lot of sense, um, but it's not one that I love. It's not my favorite under of the night, but it is definitely an under that I would I would look towards there in Oakland. Last game of the night here, 10-10 Eastern, first pitch, Guardians the Mariners game. I think we all just agreed. I think we all agreed that the series just isn't going to happen. We're just going to ignore it because we're going to be sad thinking about it too much. Got the Mariners, though, yesterday with the uh, B-grade winner at the plus odds. Uh, I talked about yesterday. I thought that uh, Gonzalez could hold him in that ballgame. He did better than that. He looked fantastic yesterday. Of course, McKenzie did as well. No runs after the first inning. Um, And what I told you all would be a low-scoring game, and sure enough, it was. Um, plus odds made a lot of sense for the Mariners, it worked out for us. And that's what we're always talking about, right? We have to look through and say, even if the Mariners had lost that game by one run or lost by two, one by two, none of that really changes the fact that we're talking about the handicap, the handicap being a low scoring game. Anything can happen, take plus odds and it worked out, but whether it didn't work out or not, didn't wouldn't have changed the fact that that was the right idea and thankfully it worked out for us. And that's the whole point of those taking those plus odds in these situations is it's going to work out about half the time and at plus odds, it's going to make us money. And That's what happened yesterday. Uh, today's situation should also be a low-scoring game. I like this under seven a lot here. Two fantastic pitchers in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. Shane Bieber and Logan Gilbert. I don't really have to say much about either one of these guys. I don't think. I mean, they're both really good pitchers. I'm not breaking any news. Their underlying metrics agree with their ERAs. Um, Bieber's obviously a better pitcher than Gilbert is. Gilbert has more long-term potential. I think Bieber's kind of maxed out here, uh, where he is, which is very, very good, but maybe not quite in that top tier. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be in that Verlander. Max Scherzer, um, you know, that tier, I don't think he's going to get there, but he's one notch behind that very, very, very good pitcher. Um, Gilbert's got a potential to become one of the top pitchers in baseball. He's not, you know, still a young guy. Um, He's not anywhere near Bieber right now, but he's still good. Um, But, I mean, I'd rather have Bieber, of course, on the hill. Otherwise, this is kind of a watch talked about before. Mariners' offense may be a little bit better. Relievers both really fantastic games in Seattle, but again, big edge to the Guardians with Bieber just because of how good he is. I'll take the Guardians at minus 111 with just a lean model. It says it should be Guardians minus 109. I think it's a stay away with regards to this one uh, on the side at the, at the current prices. If for some reason you can get Guardians even money, uh, maybe even minus 105, it's a little bit different of a story, but minus 111, it just doesn't offer a ton of value. Uh, Mariners right now around even money. I'd need a, a plus 115 really before I got interested in the Mariners. Um, I think it's priced fairly well. Uh, like I said, though, I like the under. I think the under is the way to look at this one. Uh, total of seven. I don't want to go under six and a half. I, I, I would, if I had to, go under. I'd rather go under six and a half than over six and a half. Pitcher-friendly ballpark, two great starters, and amazing relievers. I would go under six and a half if I had to, but I'd rather find me an under seven, get that push protection on what is a really common score uh, ending there of seven. Like I said, I really like this letter. I think that's the way to look in this one if you're staying up late. If you're just ignoring this one and going to bed moving on with life because we're sad that our two favorite teams are playing each other, respect I don't think it's a bad idea either. But again, I think under is the way to look in um, that one. Again, two great pictures. Model says 6.4, and that is assuming the roof is closed. Same situation as Milwaukee. It's going to be a little bit cooler if the roof is open. But there is a slight chance of rain up in the Seattle area. So I don't know if the roof is going to be open or closed. But again, model says 6.4. But if they open that roof up, uh, it's going to be a little bit chilly overnight. And that total drops, that projected total would drop to 6.3, maybe 6.2. Something like that. So uh, 6.4 is about as high as I can even make the total on this one. Like I said, I think it should be 6.5. If you're finding under 7 still, I think that's a great investment. That's all I got for you today. I'll recap the A pick. Still a pick to come on the Dodgers and Marlins. Who knows what that will be just based off the price there. We'll see which side we're on and what value can value we can get, but otherwise, all the other plays are locked in. I've got an A-grade play on the Red Sox at minus 115 at home against the Rays, and I've got an A-grade play on the Cardinals at plus 130 at home against the Braves. And that's all for today. Quick reminder, we will have that college football week zero episode two dropping later today, but otherwise, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pigsonprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.